And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everybody. We're glad to see you back with us for Greenlight Reviews, the show where we love to talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to review a film called, and I'm going to say it the way it is presented, The Informant. <laughs> and I say that because there is an exclamation point after right. <laughs> the word informant. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh, and it stars Matt Damon as Mark Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Whitaker is a real-life character who worked for many years for Asher Daniels Midland. He was a scientist, a chemist, who suddenly became a businessman. He was an executive vice president. And for reasons that I won't go into here, he blows the whistle on the company. Mm-hmm. He says that they're doing very, very illegal things and like skimming a lot of money off the fixing. top. Price <laughs> fixing. And he goes to the FBI. And, of course, he tries very hard not to get anybody at ADM mad at him because he doesn't want to lose this job. It's a very good job. And as he continues to work with the FBI and later the Mm -hmm. Justice Department in general, he starts lying to them. And the more he lies, the funnier this movie gets. I think that's what this movie is all about. Lies, lies, and more lies. Absolutely. According to Soderbergh, there are no videotapes and there is no sex, but enough lies to last 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the way that this movie is constructed, maybe the first half hour, it's a little bit complicated. So I'm going to just warn everybody, stick with it because it gradually becomes clear. And by the second half, you're going to love this movie because the action just goes along so swiftly and cleverly. It's a very interesting and entertaining movie. I think so, too. Matt Damon has been one of my favorite actors since he came upon the scene in Goodwill Hunting. He's a very good-looking guy, and he's going to shock you in this one. <laughs> True. He has gained about 30 pounds, right. which he did for this role. He's wearing a false nose. He's wearing bad hair. He's wearing a silly-looking mustache. And don't forget the horrible ties. Oh, my goodness. They were awful. Well, he's kind of the essence of a corporate dweeb. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so everybody at ADM loves him and trusts him. And as he goes on and he proceeds to try and destroy this gazillion-dollar company. It's a real company, by the way. And he keeps making things up to cover himself. Well, what the movie doesn't disclose, and I don't think we want to talk about it here because I think it's fun to discover this element of his personality. Not only is he a psychopathic liar, less, but he is covering up some pretty dark shenanigans of his own. Of course, that all comes out in the story, and that's what makes it such a fascinating character study. I must say, in Matt Damon's hands, this character of Mark Whitaker is neither villain nor hero. He's really just another screwy human being. He is a very screwy human being. And I think that this is one of Matt's best performances because he deliberately hides under the covers his movie star Mm -hmm. class and pizzazz. He's a wonderful character actor in this film, and I could not take my eyes off him. I also absolutely loved the appearance in this film Mm -hmm. of two people that I knew in Hollywood. I know you did, too. Sure. And they were the two funniest guys in the world, Tom and Dick Smothers. They don't appear on screen together. Tom Smothers plays the head of this company, and Dick Smothers plays a judge. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful to see them. And I thought they looked surprisingly vigorous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I tell you one thing about the movie that did not work for me. Okay. And I think it's a big mistake. And I don't know why Soderbergh 
did this, but I do not understand the musical score by Marvin Hamlish. I'm a big fan of Marvin Hamlish. Me too. But this score was intrusive, and it was driving me batty all the way through the movie. Sometimes it sounded like a country hoedown. Other times it was a perky 60s TV sitcom. Boy, I thought it really cheapened the proceedings. You know, I didn't even notice that. Now that I think about it, I do remember that Marvin did the score. And it was incessant. Yes, it was incessant. That's true. It was as though Soderbergh doesn't trust the audience enough to understand what his material is all about, so he wanted to make sure that the audience knew it was a comedy, so he joked up the musical score, and I think that was a mistake. I think it undermines the cleverness of the script. I think so, too. The script, by the way, was written by Scott Z. Burns, and Kurt Eichenwald wrote the book, The Informant, Mm -hmm. but I think that all of them, right from the beginning, had an idea that this was going to be a very clever very sharp, very intellectual comedy. I agree. Now, as the FBI agents investigating this case, we got to see Scott Bakula again and Joel McHale, a favorite performer of mine from his hilarious television show, Talk Soup. Right. McHale doesn't have much to do in this film, but Bakula prowls and scowls around enough for the both of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He also had a bad toupee on. Yes, he did. And let's talk about the wife. Okay. The wife, Ginger Whitaker, is played by Melanie Linsky. She's a very good character actress. Mm -hmm. And I think for what she was given to do, she made the most of it. She was one of those stand-by-your-man wives. Right. And she didn't have much to do except Mm -hmm. to sit there and be brave and kind of squeeze his hand. Right. But she didn't just do it. She made us laugh. I think she's a real 90s housewife. Oh, yeah. And another slight problem with the movie, I felt, was that Soderbergh used some graphics to take you from scene to scene, but the graphics really were more 70s, psychedelic colors and things that you might see on an old show of mine laughing. And I think that was sort of confusing. It was a movie that was supposed to take place in the 90s. Right. And so all of a sudden you have music that's all over the place and you have some graphics that didn't quite pop for me either. Well, I think that Soderbergh, who's made a lot of really good films, I think he got a little bit scared that it wasn't a Jim Carrey kind of comedy. He couldn't make up his mind less. We did not know if this movie was to be kind of a hoot and holler comedy or a drama like The Insider or a lighter version of Grisham's The Firm. That's just my opinion, but I think that was a confusion in the film. It doesn't destroy the film at all. The film is a lot of fun, and it's well done. It's just that I don't think Soderbergh quite understood the target audience for his movie. You're probably right. You know, all of his films, dating all the way back to Sex, Lies, and Videotape, you can't approach these films head on. It's not a walk in and shake hands. You've got to kind of sidle up to this film as it is sidling towards you. Uh So probably when both of us have said it started off a little slowly, I think Soderbergh wanted everybody to be kind of comfortable and relaxed and then surprises us with the humor which grows and grows and grows. And frankly, the last line in the film just put me on the floor. I agree. Well, I'm going to say it again. You'll probably never encounter a character as challenging or as kooky as Mark Whitaker. (laughs) And again, Matt Damon does a swell job of performing that 
guy's life, and I thought it was a very entertaining, engaging movie. So for me, The Informant, I'm here to inform you that uh, it gets a really strong yellow light. Okay, I'm going to give it a green light because I liked it very, very much. I loved the fact that at the beginning of the film, they had a screen full of information, and at the end it says, so there. (laughs) And I thought, okay, it is funny. It's going to be funny. So Uh I liked it a lot, and I especially liked Matt Damon. I think it's one of his best performances, and I look forward to him accepting more challenging and more interesting roles. So a green light for me and a strong yellow light for Van Elder for The Informant. Well, we have another film to talk about very, very soon. We go to the movies all the time, and that's the fun part of our job. Even when the movie is not so good, we sit there and we really enjoy the heck out of it and think what we're going to say, and for us, that's part of the fun. So, until next time, we come back with another review. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to find you having as good a time as we do at the movies. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.